It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What up, what up, guys? This is EJ Holland with TheWolverine.com here with my co-pilot, Zach Libby. We are back for another episode of The Wolverine Live recruiting show here on our YouTube channel. If you're not already subscribed to The Wolverine YouTube channel, make sure to smash that subscribe button. Click a like, um, like the video, obviously. Uh, That helps the algorithm, helps us get out there, helps us bring you guys recruiting content and bring in new listeners um, if you guys haven't subscribed to the Wolverine.com, which is what this YouTube channel is based around, uh, go ahead and do that. We do have a new promotion running right now, $29.99 for the next six months um, until August 31st. So a little more than six months, seven months. I don't know. I'm bad at math. Uh, around that general vicinity gets you to the next football season basically so that means you get uh the late signing period you get the latest with the harbaugh situation you get summer official visits uh spring football all that good stuff for 29.99 so sign up right now until next football season just a reminder this is the tuesday show so for those filing in this is the ej and zach show that means super chats only it's a more structured podcast we're going to hit on three different topics today including the Jim Harbaugh NFL rumors, how it's impacted recruiting. Um, If you do want a question answered, you have to use the super chat button so you can click donate uh, and give us that money. And yes, uh, Malachi, Twitter is free, but that's stealing, man. Today I walked into Walgreens and they had toothpaste locked up. Like people are, it's the same thing. If you're stealing toothpaste for whatever reason, you're also stealing content. So you make sure to support us. That money helps us get on the road and, and helps me feed my cat. So please, buddy uh, um, uh, that's joining is having a good time. Uh, we're here to have entertain you guys. But like I said, super chats only tomorrow. I'll be back with my Wednesday show and I'll answer everybody's uh, questions at that point. Uh, I think we've cleared all the promos and everything. Zach, how are you doing? Good, man. No, it's been a happy new year to you and everyone listening. It's uh, 2023 is going to be our year. So we're starting off on the right foot. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, not really. <laughs> we're yeah. not really starting off on the right foot. <laughs> but that's what we're going to talk about today is not starting off on the right foot. Obviously, Michigan uh, losing to TCU in the college football playoff. Bit of a disappointing ending to a tremendous season. We get about 24 hours of not much Harbaugh NFL talk, and then it really ramps up yesterday. Obviously, a report from The Athletic coming out that if uh, Harbaugh is offered an NFL job, he uh, will take the NFL job. And look at that. We already have a super chat from E-Rock 2020. Tell your, your service, go blue. So there we go. My cat gets a can of fancy feast. Thank you, E-Rock 2020, for your comment. Um, but yeah, The Athletic obviously reporting that. Today, reports coming out that uh, Harbaugh spoke to the Carolina Panthers yesterday. Uh, Harbaugh obviously had spoken to the Denver Broncos as well. He has ties to the Indianapolis Colts. I guess first and foremost, before we really get into the recruiting impact and visiting last year, uh, Zach, just kind of general thoughts on the last 48 hours and you, how you've kind of taken it in as a recruiting reporter reacting to the Jim Harbaugh NFL rumors. Yeah, I mean, I've only been on this beat for less than a year. So when this happened last year, like I wasn't really into the whereabouts of recruiting and the impact and everything. So I'm going over this with an open slate. Um, I mean, you can't really I can't really be shocked. I mean, the NFL is the NFL. They can give him the money. They can give him the the stability. They can give him what he wants in reality in, in actuality, which is a Super Bowl. Um, I mean, for a, for a NFL team that is who has fired a coach or is going to lose its head coach soon. Um, you just, you got to find a head guy who has NFL experience and has also been successful at the college level. And Jim Harbaugh has done that these last two years. So all in all, I'm not really surprised. I mean, for anyone who has seen success and maybe has found a ceiling in the college level and wants to find something else. I mean, it's, it would be, it'd be unfair to say that Harbaugh, you know, doesn't deserve at least an, a chance to look depending on whether or not his looking impacts the school that he's currently at is another conversation. But I mean, I'm not really surprised. I mean, like I said, he's been in the NFL before he's had a success in college. So he wants to see where his other options are. So, um, you know, I think that's anyone in life when they're looking for a new career. Yeah. You know, the Harbaugh situation is definitely interesting. Last year obviously was, a terrible roller coaster ride if you were a Michigan fan and even if you were a Michigan reporter. Um, this year, it looked like there would be less interest. You're coming off back to back college football playoffs. Um, it, it looks like you're building the team for the future despite the ever changing world of, of college football, NIL, all that stuff. But I get that there is still some unfinished business in the NFL, especially from my perspective. Um, I'm wearing a Baltimore Ravens hat tonight, but I uh, did grow up a San Francisco 49ers fan. And the fact that Harbaugh's teams never won a Super Bowl remains a travesty. I mean, that team was extremely talented from Frank Gore on offense to Patrick Willis on defense. Uh, and the way Harbaugh lost those games, I think, can also play a role. Um if you remember when Alex Smith was the starting quarterback for the Niners, he was not very good. Harbaugh came in, kind of fixed that. They got to the NFC Championship game and lost an absolute heartbreaker to the New York Giants. He finally gets the team to the Super Bowl, and they lose another heartbreaker to his own brother, John Harbaugh, and the Baltimore Ravens. So, 
again, that team was extremely talented. And for them to never win a Super Bowl, for Harbaugh to lose the games the way he did, I think just had an effect on him mentally. So I get that the itch is still there. With that said, Harbaugh kind of shut down the rumors in December. I mean, he did word it correctly in saying that no man knows the future, that he planned on enthusiastically coaching Michigan in 2023. Are you, Zach, just surprised that he made those statements? And now, you know, a few days after the Fiesta Bowl, here we are with the rumors again. I mean, he was kind of, he kind of had to say what he did before the Fiesta Bowl because otherwise the conversation wouldn't have been about the actual game. It would have been about, whether or not Harbaugh's mind mentally is actually in the game. And the fact that they lost probably doesn't help with that either. Um, you know, I, I just, I think it's just more so, you know, you, you want as an individual, you want to see what's out there and you want to get paid. But also I think the impact that it has with the Michigan fan base and the actual program, I think is the actual biggest conversation as opposed to Harbaugh's interest. I mean, I think people are just tired of just hearing the rumors and hearing the, the, the so the you know the playing back and forth between two parties, and really the only people that are actually going to be more frustrated than anybody is that actually people who pay money to watch this team. So um, I don't even have to look at the YouTube comments, and I can tell that you know just based on social media message boards and just people I've talked to, it's just it's just annoying. Like you have your head coach who took your team to the high, highest level of this century, and. He, he wants to go elsewhere and you take, you build all this time and energy to be, become yourself a college football contender. And now your head coach wants to leave. It's just frustrating. And um, yeah, I think the, the fear of what could happen when Harbaugh leaves is something that people don't want to touch base with. And it's just one of those things where um, don't ask, don't tell, or can't see, won't see <laughs> kind of situation. So um, I think right now it's just frustrating that someone that, you know, went to this school, played for this school, loved this school, and uh, has interests of leaving. I think it's just frustrating, and I think I think people who cover this team are also frustrated because it's just, you know, it's a mirrored, it's a mirrored offseason from last year for you guys. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. The, frustrating is the right word for everybody involved, from reporters to fans. I mean, we are right there with you guys. Just it, it's going to be another frustrating off uh, off season. It's easy for us to cover recruiting when the team's winning and firing on all cylinders, and it's more difficult when you have so many questions. So, going back to last year and talking about those recruiting ramifications, we could have the same exact. Uh, sorry, my wife just walked in in the back. You guys saw that. But um, if when you look at last year, you look at the recruiting ramifications, you could have the exact same thing happen if he does. Could not. <laughs> if, he does <laughs> if, he, uh, if he does stay. Um, before we talk a little, before we dive into the recruiting aspect, though, I do want to kind of give the latest on RN. Our team guys are doing a tremendous job of covering the Harbaugh situation so far over at the Wolverine. They don't want to step on their two toes too much, but I can tell you that there has been some buzz that Harbaugh had conversations with players' parents yesterday um, and told them that he was looking to stay. Uh, he may have, may have not. I cannot personally confirm that. I can tell you that there was no Harbaugh 
parents players meeting in general like he didn't go and sit down and zoom with all the parents and tell them that he was coming back so he may have talked to a parent or two or three who knows but there was no organized meeting on top of that i spoke to a source in the building that said that it was kind of just quiet in the building yesterday there weren't a lot of people in there uh so some people were oblivious to the rumors going on until they, you know, logged on to social media and saw it popped up. So it wasn't really a thing early in the day or even into the afternoon yesterday uh, inside Schembechler Hall. So going into today, I think obviously things heated up even more. The athletic report really sunk in. You had the Panthers thing come as well. Um, are asking questions. Um, parent asking questions so there was no specific type of address this and trying to lie to everybody and i've seen that happen uh i can't say that it does look like the administration side is trying to get things wrong and get it's done you know harbaugh doesn't have the greatest contract in the world uh he does have an agent right now so it'll be interesting to see in what direction all those talks kind of go in but right now it's still really fresh like it seems like forever just because um you know the magnitude of the situation and here we go again and last year but really it's only been 48 hours or so so let's kind of you know sit back uh it doesn't look amazing right now but let's see how it plays out and so to kind of segue into recruiting from my perspective i mean recruits are just catching on as well so it's kind of the same thing as the players everybody involved it's recruits are okay it looks like it's starting to become a thing is it really a thing and i think that's where we are right now on the recruiting side 48 hours in i don't think recruits are panicking and they're starting to leave michigan off their top schools list or they're starting to lose interest or michigan's getting behind it's been 48 hours so not a lot coming from the recruits i think they're just kind of waiting and seeing the good thing is i guess if there is a good thing it's we're past the early signing period so these guys have signed so it's not like you're going to see a bunch of decommits because they're worried um the tour cycle is getting going it's january so it's not have a ton invested right now so i think right now is a decent time if this is going to happen for this to happen but it needs to get resolved sooner rather than later the need to if harbaugh is staying he needs to shut those rumors needs to get the track situation figured out this needs to happen immediately before it becomes a last year situation. And I'll talk about last year's situation and the conditions of that. But Zach, anything you want to add on anything you from recruits in the last 48 hours or about the Harbaugh situation? I wouldn't say that these recruits are naive to what's happening, but I don't think they really understand what's happening either. Like I have never, I have not talked to a recruit so far and none of them have even asked about Harbaugh leaving. Like, if you talk to these recruits that they all say like, you know, the college football playoff, big 10 title, Ohio state with uh, relationships with the assistants. Like it's all business as usual for these recruits. Um, I think once I think maybe, you know, as these kids are very smart, you know, they're on social media, they understand the world, what's happening around them. They know they probably understand what's happening with Harbaugh, but unless Harbaugh actually leaves, then we'll actually talk about how that affects their recruitment and their interests in Michigan. But as of right now, Harbaugh is still on staff. So 
kids are treating Michigan as still in their top list or in their prospective interests as still this staff will stay on board for 2023. So um, I think this is where it gets to that gray area where we won't really know an exact pathway to how 2024-25 plays out unless Harbaugh stays or leaves. So um, I, I think the only impact that that will have immediate impact that we'll have if Harbaugh keeps, you know, leveraging one way or the other is the late signing is the late signing period. I mean, we can talk about Nick Harbor. We talk about Jamil Howard. We can talk about Cameron Brandt, you know, guys who are taught targets who are expected to sign in February. If they have a feeling that if they sign Harbaugh doesn't end up showing up, then why would they bother signing? So I think that's, that's where we're going to keep monitoring and that's where we're going to keep figuring out, you know, if, uh, you know, if all business as usual this month, then, um, you know, we'll keep reporting the coverage as such. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Not going to have too big of an effect on 2024 right now. Um, and it's going to more so have an, an impact on those 2023s. They are less than a month from signing. So concerns about Jim Harbaugh, you know, three and a half weeks out from putting pen to paper. It's obviously great, especially. You know, Nicholas Harbor has already used his official visit. Jabelle Howard has already used his official visit. There is no chance to get those 23 guys back on campus and face to face say, we're not, you know, I'm not exploring the NFL route. Now, there are in-home visits left late January. So Harbaugh would have a chance person meeting, but there's no getting those guys back to campus unless they pay their own dime. Uh, so that I think that puts Michigan at a disadvantage uh, for the late This continues on, though. Let's say we're two, three weeks from now. The longer this drags out, the worse it'll get in 2024. Jim Harbaugh last year with NIL just put Michigan completely behind the curve. Uh, you had, I remember going out to a tournament, to a seven, a club seven on seven tournament, seeing Wilson and feeling like Michigan was on top of the recruiting world. They had landed this big time linebacker over Georgia and Florida uh, in Wilson. They were coming off the college football playoff appearance. It just seemed like Michigan recruiting was need to take off. And then a couple of, of days later, it just completely came crashing down with the Harbaugh rumors and how long that process dragged out and the interview with the Minnesota Vikings. And then on top of that, you had the staff shuffling. You had both coordinators leave. Guys go from defense, from defense to offense. You had new coaches come in as well. And so that just was an absolute disaster. It put Michigan behind in terms of building relationships and the recruiting process overall. So if we get to that point again, it's extremely disappointing. I mean, Michigan finished with the number 20 class coming out of the early signing period. You cannot afford to have another number 20 class in 2024. You can afford one, you know, there are definitely some diamonds in the rough. There are some hidden gems in this cycle. Uh, but looking ahead to 2024, this is the time Michigan needs to capitalize on what they've done on the field. You've had so much success on the field. This is the time to have a top five recruiting class. You're the University of Michigan. You're the leaders in the best. You're supposed to have a big time NIL plan already in place. That's another topic for another day, but you're supposed have one in place not soon not months from now now you're supposed to have an nil plan ready to roll 
You're supposed to be capitalizing off this Big Ten championship, beating Ohio State two years in a row, college football playoff appearances, Michigan, great on the field, great in school. Uh, why? Why are we sitting here talking about Jim Harbaugh NFL rumors when we should be talking about Jaden Davis potentially committing and the 2024 class being absolutely elite? It's just way too frustrating for everybody to handle, man. It, it just sucks. Michigan is its absolute worst enemy. It's its own worst enemy. There's nobody holding back Michigan but Michigan and the people involved with Michigan. And that just sucks, man. Like even as someone that didn't go to Michigan or grew up a Michigan fan, just being a, a reporter covering recruiting, like it's just super, super frustrating, man, for everybody involved for, you know, the, the entire party. And, you know, I know Jim Harbaugh loves Michigan. I know he's not trying to, you know, self-inflict wounds, but at the same time, he, and I know he's a quirky character, but at the same time, he can't be oblivious to how this is hurting Michigan. Uh, I know Santa Ono wants to improve things, but it's just moving at a snail's pace. And now you're having these NFL rumors pop up. So with the big NI never being and with Jim Harbaugh flirting with the NFL it's just uh it's thing man thing to best worship sad before we move on no I mean I mean I don't have to say more you put it on the nail I mean I think overall it's just what's Santa Ana Santa Ono gonna do you know as as with this position I think he's the I think he's going to be the catalyst in how this how this year plays out for recruiting and for the football team off the field. So we'll 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 see. We'll learn. Yes, hopefully Santa Ono fate as Santa for those history buffs out there. But um, we'll probably have no clue googling Santa. But anyway, position man. Enough Harbaugh NFL talk. Let's uh, which. Said Harbaugh situation's going to have an effect on the 2023 class and how it closes. So you have three primary targets there right now. You have five-star athlete Nicholas Harbor. You have 300-pound nose Jamel Howard, who is a true late riser considering Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, LSU, Ole Miss. I would expect maybe a couple of other schools to get involved there. You have uh, four-star edge Cameron Brandt, who's uh, currently committed to Stanford. I'm pretty, I was pretty close to putting in a flip prediction for Michigan to the land Brandt. Um, he's close to setting that setting, um, setting an official visit for January. The Harbaugh situation. It's hard to put in any picks right now because we just don't know how it's going to play out. So let's, let's just start off with, uh, with Nicholas Harbor. Tell me a little bit about, where you think things stand, especially with Oregon being into the picture, do you still think there's a realistic chance that Michigan lands Nicholas Harbor? Yeah, because I don't think NIL is going to be as big of a factor for him compared to like, let's say other blue chip recruits, you know, like NIL is not going to be this, 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 he's not going to be the reason why he picks one school over the other. Like there's so many other factors. You got track, you have relationships, you have education, like in terms of just, um, the the bonds that he has with the coaches, including DMV recruiter Ron Bellamy. You you have Harbaugh really in the mix as well. Um, 
you know, his relationship with the defensive staff, um, really anyone, everyone on staff, because he could be a two-way player. Um, you have the football team and the track program at Michigan co-recruiting Harvard. So it's not just a football team carrying all this weight. Um, you have the academic aspect where he wants to go into medicine because his dad is, works for NASA and his mom works in pharmacy. So, um you know, he comes from a well-rounded, educated family. Um, it's just, I think, with this in-home visit going to happen later this month, they just have to deliver on what's going to happen. Uh, they have to deliver um, with everything that's going to um, play out. I mean, obviously, we have NIL in the mix with Oregon. Um, you have Phil Knight and Nike with the track aspect. Um, Georgia and the Southern schools are still in the mix as well. So, um, I know that Harbaugh already took Harbor already took his OV. So, like we said, the in home that Harbaugh and Bellamy are going to take with Harbor in DC later this month might determine whether or not Michigan and still ends up getting that prediction. So, um, again, but I I, I don't want to go back to saying who knows what was going to happen with Harbaugh, but um, I think everything just has to play out in terms of off the field with the Harbaugh negotiations with the NFL before we can actually figure out if Michigan ends up being a true contender or not. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully my Wi-Fi is better, guys. I'm not sure what's going on. My Wi-Fi wasn't down, but I exited the room and came back. So hopefully it's better. But, um, you know, my take on, on Harbor is it didn't look like NIL was going to be a big factor. And I, I see that, you know, comment pop up from uh, Michigan man. Jason will show his comment here. NIL will play a small role for Harbor. It looked like that early on. Um, you know, he has two parents that are extremely educated. His father works for NASA. We've said that like a bazillion times. NASA should be a sponsor at this point. And then his mother's a pharmacist, harbors a 4.0 GPA kid. So yes, academics carry a lot of weight, but at the same time, so does track. Track is a huge factor for Harbor. I think track is his first love, even more so than football. Um, I, I think Harbor really has his heart into one day being an Olympic sprinter. So when you look at Oregon and the backing they have from Phil Knight and their NIL and the football is not too bad. They have some exciting young coaches that love to recruit. Um, it might not be at the academic tier of Michigan, but Michigan is nowhere near Oregon in terms of track. In fact, of the finalists, I would say that Michigan doesn't have has the least to sell from a track perspective would be the best way to put it. They do have the most to sell from an academic perspective, but I think that Oregon is definitely going to become uh, a big player in his recruitment with the track and NIL combined. And then, you know, you can't discount some of these other schools that are still involved. Maryland has been doing a phenomenal job. It's, you know, the home region school, I guess. Uh, he loves the track program there. South Carolina also doing really well with track and NIL. Miami has entered the picture and Michigan fans should be really familiar with Miami and their NIL program. Uh, and then you have LSU, great track program. They've done really well with NIL. So, um, you know, there's nothing Michigan can do about the climate. Michigan is in Ann Arbor. It's not going down south anytime soon. Uh, it can fix or at least have a plan for NIL, but, you know, soon might not have 
at this point for the Harbor recruitment. And then you factor in the Jim Harbaugh NFL rumors. And I just think right now, Michigan isn't trending in the best direction with Harbor. It is going to take an amazing in-home from Jim Harbaugh and Ron Bellamy, like Zach alluded to, uh, Michigan to win this recruitment. Uh, Harbaugh is going to have to get in that room, say he's fully committed to being uh, at Michigan and pitch the NIL plan and what they have ready to go. And hopefully it will be ready by the time the in-home comes, which should be closer to signing day, which is February 1st. Um, but we're just kind of in, in wait and see mode. There are opportunities for Harbor that uh, Michigan's not really going to mess with. They're not going to play in that mud. I, I do think that Harbor is a little different in the type of kid he is and his background, but you know, some of those opportunities are really tough to pass up. So we'll just see how it kind of plays out uh, really quick, just to touch on some of the other remaining targets. I've been handling most of the Jamel Howard, Cameron Brandt recruitments, uh, Jamel Howard, Michigan gained momentum with him early on. He is the top on the board they were unable to close during the early period so it'll be to see what schools really pop up in the late window uh cameron brand who is committed to stanford i really love where michigan stands if harbaugh stays i do think they flip him but we'll kind of see on that one all right zach really quick before we get out of here we're almost at the 30 minute mark so let's slide into our last topic you were on the road. You uh, went out to the great Ford field, had a chance to see some top Michigan underclassmen, uh, sound mind, sound body, MPA, two great organizations uh, in the Detroit Metro and the Nashville Metro, respectively, uh, putting on an event, showcasing some top young talent with plenty of Michigan targets. Kind of recap the event for us. Tell us uh, which Michigan targets you saw, thoughts on them and where the Wolverines stand in their recruitments. Yeah, so I know we have a little bit of time, so I'll go to I'll narrow it to five. But uh, we saw two quarterbacks in the 2025 class who are top three on the board for Michigan. One of them is who we all know is Bryce Underwood, the number four player in this country from Belleville. Um, he reported to me that Matt Weiss, the quarterback's coach for Michigan, uh, made an in-school visit um, right after Michigan won the Big Ten title. Um, now, this is huge because this is Weiss who is visiting Underwood and not Steve Klingscale, who has been uh, really the primary recruiter for Underwood for as long as Underwood's been a power five caliber prospect because um, he's been recruiting. Clink has been recruiting Underwood since he was in Kentucky. But, um, you know, it's really good to see that Matt Weiss is really making an effort to um, diversify or at least go after and make a relationship with these top guys. I mean, we can't really say that for 2023, 2024. It, it is there with Jane Davis, but with 2025, getting with Underwood, who lives less than 25 minutes away from Ann Arbor, has to be a must. Um, you know, we can talk about Weiss's personality and maybe it not clicking so much with, uh, you know, with the younger generation, but, you know, for him to go at least go out of his way individually to meet with Underwood, who is the top guy on the board, um, just to make him a priority and to show that, you know, his contact, Underwood's contact with Michigan doesn't have to be with just Clink. 
that means a lot. So it's good to just see Weiss being more of a recruiter than what he was set out to be, you know, uh, you know, maybe several months ago. Um, the other quarterback we saw was Cutter Bolia of Kentucky. Um, this is a kid who's ranked number five on on three consensus for quarterbacks, and he has been visiting Michigan three times since June. Um, his last visit was at Michigan State game, and he told me that it was the best atmosphere, like game day atmosphere that he's ever been to in a college football game. Um, he was also there for the annual July barbecue at the big house. And he went out there in June where he got offered. Um, Jim Harbaugh and Matt Weiss have been pretty much been the primary recruiters for bully. Uh, Steam clique scale actually um, first evaluated or put bully on the radar. Uh, that's how they first, he first got in contact with Michigan, but now it's been Harbaugh and Weiss. Um, more of a X's and O's type of approach with Weiss. Um, there, you know, a lot of in-person meetings in terms of just how you can fit in with the offense and just overall schematic formations. Um, but with Harbaugh, it's been an all-around just general idea of getting to know the program and everyone inside the building. Um, Harbaugh even took Bully once on a tour, his first time visiting. So um, he's really gotten to like he's really reveling in all these relationships um, at Michigan and. He's even been told that he is one of the three top guys on his last visit, so he knows that Michigan is pushing hard for him. Um, but we'll we'll see how much the local schools near his area are going to – how much they push, um, considering that Kentucky, Tennessee, they're all expecting visits from him in January with, like, Florida State, LSU, Penn State, Alabama also in the mix as well. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this offseason. Um Two, three 2024 guys actually announced their top five at the event at Ford Field. Um, one of them was Boo Carter, the on three consensus uh, athlete out of Tennessee. Um, he is expected. He is the top nickel option for Michigan. Um, him and Coach Klink have gotten really close um, over this past calendar year. Um, I think Klink's relationship with National Players Academy, which is the organization that Boo Carter plays in, um, that's helped a lot because Clink has known that group ever, you know, dating back to his past coaching ten years. Um, Carter, I know his top five has schools like Oregon and Ohio State in the mix, Tennessee, who are big on NLI, NIL, um, but he really wants to just play for a school that he knows can get him to the NFL the fastest in terms of development, um, mental preparations, and just on field, you know, nurturing. And he knows Clink Scale can give that to him as a nickelback. Um, the other one is Harper Woods, Michigan uh, four-star defensive back Jacob Odin, who we all know. Um, this kid, this kid has been a frequent flyer to campus for months or even years. Um, this is also a Steve Clinksdale recruitment because Clink has known Jacob Odin's father, who is the head coach of Harper Woods football team, for years as well. So this goes back to when Odin was a little kid. Um, with all these visits that Odin has been to, including two game day visits in the fall. Um, he has said that uh, time and time again that Michigan has done everything right with him in terms of just relationships, um, you know, presentations for how he can get better as a player, but also as a student and just his overall trajectory as a college football player. Um, he's one that it can is very versatile and he can play all over the secondary. Um, he's another one that can play nickel um, cornerback as well. He's six foot one and 185 pounds. So he's a bigger frame to himself. Um uh, he is with the top five. He is going to do official visits to all five of those schools, which includes Iowa, Penn State, Michigan State, and Tennessee. 
Um, but we, I, I know both of us have predictions set out for Odin to go to Michigan, so that's something we'll be looking out for soon. Um, and then the final one, um, we just have Jeremiah Beasley out of Belleville High um, and a teammate of Underwood. Um, linebacker Will Will option, um, six foot two, two hundred fifteen pounds. Um, he is one that also took two game day visits to Michigan this fall. Um, him and Coach Klink have really and Coach Hilo. Uh, have been really good in terms of just communicating with one another. Um, Beasley has even said that Clink has considered to be an uncle figure to him. And then with Hilo being his fiery personality and his developmental linebacker position this past year has really opened his eyes. Um, he really mentioned that family treatment that he's been getting at Michigan um, through his visits. Um, he really likes how everyone treats him like a priority figure. He likes that the local school loves him that much. And he loves just a fan base, too, because he knows that they're commenting on his social media posts and everything. Um, one to look out for him is that obviously his older brother, his half brother, Malik Carr, plays for Michigan State. So I believe this offseason it's going to be a two way battle for the in-state schools um, with his expected commitment coming in March. So um, he'll be one that's committing early. So if Michigan get him on campus beforehand, um, there'd be a good chance to land him, at, uh, land the in-state target, who's arguably the top linebacker target for 2024. So um, overall, I know I talked a lot, but overall it was a good day and uh, really good to see so many guys from Tennessee and Michigan saying so, such good things about Michigan. No, definitely. So big shout out to Zach for heading out to Ford Field, giving us a recap of that event. A lot of uh, talent out there. It sounds like Michigan's in a great spot. I will add that Bryce Underwood is a phenomenal young talent. Just getting to see him, that size is very, very rare. He has elite level arm strength. Uh, we are all kind of talking about Jaden Davis being the guy in 2024, but I think Bryce Underwood is an even better prospect in 2025. I would say he is the, uh, the kind of must land being an in-state guy. You don't have the uh, Crowell situation to worry about at Belleville anymore. So I think that's one where we're really going to have our eyes on as we turn the page and look at quarterbacks and look, Michigan's, landed project quarterbacks in back-to-back -back cycles. So getting an elite level signal caller uh, is absolutely imperative. And uh, Underwood is that guy that fits that bill. So uh, appreciate you guys for joining us. We'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of the Wolverine live recruiting show. Uh, as always, I will be live Wednesday for the solo uh, show. I will answer all y'all's questions. Appreciate everybody that hopped in the comments tonight, that watched tonight. If you are uh, watching, make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, we just went over, I think, 21,000. So make sure to keep on subscribing. Like this video. It helps with the algorithm. If you are not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, now is the perfect time to do it, man, with hardball rumors all over the place. Subscribe for $29.99 uh, up until August 31st of 2023. But like I said, guys, I will see you tomorrow uh, and we'll get to everybody's questions on the Wednesday chat. Um, that's it. Go blue. Let's all pray for everyone's safety uh, during the uh, hardball situation. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.